The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We're heading into Memorial Day weekend. We're looking at the next week's two-star pitchers and potential pickups for this weekend here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Clay Link here with FSWA Hall of Famer Todd Zola. And Todd, we got a busy week to look ahead to next week. You said before we got started, what, 101 games next week? 101 games currently on the schedule, subject <laughs> to change, three of which are doubleheaders, which, you know, obviously weren't scheduled. Well, I know maybe they were after the, uh, I don't know if they're all ran outs. They could have been makeups, but uh, makeup from the first week. But, um, yeah, Memorial Day, not everybody's playing, but most of the teams are playing, which makes it a very, very busy week. Yes, it will be uh, a busy one, and we'll do our best to get you prepared for that. But I'm kind of wondering, Todd, before we get too, uh, too deep into things today, do you think Memorial Day is like a an important mile marker? Is that kind of overblown in fantasy? Like, is, is now a time to really dig into where you are in certain categories, or? So that may be a little overblown. No, actually, it's not overblown at all. Now, the season's starting a week later, and we're close enough. Now, what I've noticed on Memorial Day is, if I can explain this properly, the top-to-bottom distributions of standings are representative of how they'll be at the end of the season. What I mean by that is if you prorate the numbers, they will come out – to, to logically be what they'll be at the end of the year. Early early on, the, the, the top teams are just crushing and the bottom teams are terrible. We're at the point now where prorating the stats gets you kind of close. The teams will shuffle within. But I'm saying, you know, if you prorate and you get 220 homers, then that'll be about what the winning total is at the end of the year. And the best way to tell is looking at the ratios, the rate, the top to bottom ratios. Again, we'll shuffle in between, but they won't move much, which tells me we can start doing the old category math, right? I could gain four points here. I could lose two points here. Of course, you know, you, you can't just prorate it because other teams are making moves, but I feel more comfortable trying to figure out strength and weakness within categories after Memorial Day. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I'll say that our buddy Rob Silver, who I've mentioned this a few times, I think he was in like 11th place on Memorial Day when he, uh, in his league, when he went on to win the overall. So yeah. it's not the be all end all right now. But. Well, no, no. All I'm saying is the standing, you can, you can trust the gaps in the standings. I don't know gotcha. that you trust the teams. I mean, and there are studies that'll show that, you know, X amount of teams in the top 25%. And up in the time, I mean, and and it's better to be higher up in the standings now, but by no means is it time to you know. All right, it's football time. No, 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 no. So much movement can be made up, and especially because not a lot of offensive stats were you know garnered in the first quarter of the season. And offense is picking up now, so the the gaps weren't as you know the, the gaps are manageable. Offense is picking up, and I, I tweeted tweeted out a little chart earlier today. 
it's not it's not because homers are going up, strikeouts are down, BABIP is up. I think it's a little premature to say batters are making an adjustment, but one could argue, looking at the numbers, batters are making an adjustment. I want to continue to see this trend before you can definitively say something of that nature. But strikeouts are down, BABIP is up, which kind of tells me, uh, well, first of all, it tells me that there's a lot of uh, position players pitching, right? Um, does seem like that in oh, recent days. You know, the, the same day, the same day that Major League Baseball announced they're extending the 14th pitcher a lot in your roster, um, teams went out there and used at least three that I happen to catch watching, at least three position players pitching. And so it's, it, it, to me, it's kind of a push-me-pull-me. I mean, the extra pitchers are there so pitchers can pitch. Not so that uh, I, I think, you know, I, I don't like – I'm over it. I, I'm, I'm over it. I'm overseeing Albert Bujols' pitch. I'm overseeing I'm overseeing it. I, I, I don't care. Burn burn your worst relief arm. Send it down to the minors. I don't want to see Andrelton Simmons, my best defensive player, exposing himself throwing 45 miles an hour. You know, I just don't want to see it. Yeah, it kind of bastardizes the game a little bit. Yeah, I just I don't really want to see it either. But um, yeah, like if you had like Trevor Story and uh, JD Martinez, things have flipped around in a hurry, and they can still flip around pretty quickly. So don't get uh, too discouraged. But at the same time, like Todd said, maybe it's time to take inventory of certain teams. Uh, let's get into yeah. the stake league pickups from last night before we get into two start starters. Uh, William Contreras of Atlanta. Was the top pickup for thirteen bucks? I was kind of bummed I didn't get him, but in the end, I wasn't all that close. I had seven dollars out of a hundred, went for thirteen, and uh, now that he's playing between catcher, left field, um, DH, yeah, looks like he's a pretty much a must roster guy across all formats. This is only a one catcher league, by the way. Yeah, it's a it's a good it's a good season to be a Contreras, huh? Yeah, no kidding. But um. Yeah, I got Danny Jansen, too. So, again, this is only a one-catcher league, but um, Jansen's been red hot. And so I think guys like Jansen and William Contreras, they they clear the bar for me. So I was happy to uh, – I wasn't happy to lose out on Contreras, but I will look to add well, him this weekend a few spots. And I know this league doesn't lend itself to the streaming catchers just because it's 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 an, it's a $100 fab, not a 1000 right? Yeah, only a hundred. Right. So, I mean, so you know, continue to get one dollar catchers. I mean, if you do it ten times over the course of the year, you've got you know ten percent of your budget. You do that in a you know a thousand dollar, you've used up what one percent of your budget, right? So, uh, it's a little bit better of a strategy to keep trying. You know, in the worst case scenario, is the guy's the worst catch in the league, which you know this is what the strategy entails. You hope to land on somebody. It's just a little more. I don't see risky, but inefficient to pull off in a hundred fab unit league because again, one unit is one one hundredth as opposed to one one thousandth of your overall budget. We had uh, four players picked up for exactly seven dollars, kind of random. But Brady Singer for seven, James got Trevor Larnick for seven, uh, JT Brubaker for seven, then Ronzi Contreras for seven. So a uh, Ronzi looked pretty good the other day and. Uh, looks like he's up to, to stick in that rotation for now. Doesn't look like a two-start starter this week uh, coming up, but he will get Arizona at home. So that's pretty nice. The seven, I'm, I'm actually not surprised. Some, someone's reading me. Um, zero and five are kind of the most common. So a lot of people then therefore switch to one and six, ending the bids. Um, then people began to realize that one and six were common. So people are starting to use uh, two slash three and seven. To, to win the bids because if you want to try to, you know, the, 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 the fab whisperer, if you will, uh, and your bids in two, three or seven, and you've got a, a good chance of, uh, you know, plus wanting somebody else. Mentioned that I grabbed Danny Jansen. He, uh, it's one catcher, but two utils and I dropped, you know, Daniel Vogel back. Easy for me to say. Uh, Christopher Morell was picked up for four. I like that. Uh, Jordan Lyles for three. Then Edwin Rios for three. Rios has been kind of quietly playing a heck of a lot. So still only against right-handed pitching, but seems like against righties, the Dodgers are kind of making it a priority to get Rios in there. Yeah, um, they, you know, they were a platoon team a few years back, probably to an excess. 
Uh, some feel some feel that they you know they hurt themselves in the World Series against the Red Sox by over platooning. Um, so they're kind of going back to that way with Rios and um, kid can hit right. I'm not a kid anymore. Guy can hit, and we, they thought with the DH he'd be playing a little bit more. And we'll see over the course of the season, you know, injuries here and there. But he is definitely someone that if you can if you can get him on a bench, there are weeks or half weeks where you can use him. Yeah, he's a guy I like in the NFBC in those half weeks because yeah. they got a series of righties due up. I feel like the playing time is is there at this point to where you can actually deploy Edwin Rios. Yeah, uh, James grabbed Dylan Bundy for three. Uh, Matt Barnes was picked up for three. Darren Ruff for two. Sorry, sorry about that Barnes pickup. <laughs> yeah, not not so great on Barnes this year. Darren Ruff for two. Nico Horner for two. Harold Ramirez for two, and then Johnny Cueto for a buck. Yeah. Uh, not available in this league and probably not in your deeper leagues, but if uh, Aaron Ashby's out there, I'd say uh, go rectify that, get him rostered. Uh, anybody else kind of on your mind, Fab, this weekend, or is that about covering? I have not. No, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't really dug too far deep mm-hmm. into it. I've been seems focused. like kind of a lighter week this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. Um, I, I mean, we talked, been talking about it, and most of my. I'm not in a ton of NFBC leagues, but in the in the in the few that I'm in, I'm in more, I'm in more uh, leagues that are running the NFBC platform, but aren't NFBC, right? Like TGFBI and Razball and Nerf and that. And I'm in, I'm on a, I'm on more of those leagues I think, than NFBC, but um, I'm I'm finding the drops are my more uh, are bigger attention than the you know the 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 upstart rookie or upstart uh, Edwin Rios, whoever it might be. I am, um, I'm, I'm looking like I'm stringing together more, you know, someone so dropped, you know, Bundy, you know, uh, players of that nature. I'm having more luck nickel and diming those than I am taking a chance on a big guy. We'll see. Uh, we'll see at some point, you know, all this money I'm saving, I'll probably have to take a, a splash on a bigger, on a bigger player just to, you know, why, why, you know, at some point, but, um, Grayson Rodriguez or somebody like this. Yeah, Vinny yeah. Pasquantino. Yeah. What the hell is he still doing down? If any P yeah. needs to be up, ASAP. Right. Yeah. No. Exactly. There are. They will. There. There will still be some impact uh, call ups throughout the course of this season. But I'm realizing this is completely off topic. But I happen to realize. Um, I am. You know. Humble. Humble brag alert. I don't talk about this stuff a lot i just do my thing whatever i just noticed i've got three cut line teams each in second place and i forgot about the first fab period i didn't i forgot about it so, i did in raz slam yeah i um i, I feel like raz slam too i'm actually i think i'm in third in my league there point being I've, i'm already starting to look and to see who's available um and, and you know i'm gonna start putting in bids now so i don't forget the second one but to be in second and and, and kind of have the hammer um, looking like you know Grant, like I did. I said Clay Holmes. Um, there are some interesting players out there that if I can hang in there, we'll see what happens. But uh, you know, I'm not going to post my rosters. That's not my thing. Um, we, you know, we'll see. But uh, yeah, anyway. Mentioned Vinny Pasquantino, and he yeah. had uh, he had four extra base hits on Wednesday. So I assume he played a double header. Had seven at bats, two doubles, two homers. So uh, he's now batting 296, 396, 638 slug. So I don't know what the heck the Royals are waiting on, but uh, you know he may be among those last wave or among the last wave of like yeah guys you actually would feel good about committing a sizable chunk of your fab to. Yeah. Um, real quick, last thing before we get to two start starters, you're doing a Tout Wars Memorial Day mock. I know the Tout Wars or the NFBC is not doing the. Memorial Day drafts this year, but fun exercise to do regardless here. Uh, you notice any massive shakeups or any real takeaways you want to let us know about? Well, at least in this particular, it, you can, it's, it's available um, on, on Twitter. I'll get the URL. Uh, I know it's, it's a tiny URL. I'm going to get it exact, but it's publicly available. Um, pitchers. We're just waiting on pitchers even more. So, you know, people wait on the pitchers, whether that's, um, a, a figment of the room or of the um, first quarter of the season and how things have played out. Uh, you know, I don't know if so much remains the scene, but we're not exactly sure. 
But yeah, pitching um, went a lot. You know, then the typical run just went bing, bang, boom. But that is what I'm noticing. And I, um, I know I won't go over my team in general, but I, I will, I will, you know, publicly say that I took Byron Buxton in the third round of a twelve of a twelve team draft. And seems kind of unlike you. Yeah, um, I don't want to make this a you know a, you know a gratuitous plug for my site, but one of the, in, in order to help my DFS play, one of the things I've been doing this year is uh, I dusted off my DFS engine where I project each player per day, throw in the salaries, and try to figure out stuff like that. But one of the things I'm also doing, I'm you know posting it for my subscribers. The cut line scoring mentioned earlier is supposed to emulate five by five, so I'm also uh, take taking the line the, the projected line that day and plugging in a cut line scoring so people can use it to help rank in data leagues in five by five because it's supposed to emulate that. And the point being, the long-winded way of saying Byron Buxton has been the number one ranked batter. I mean, over half the time, and it's sometimes against right-handed pitching. I mean, and this is kind of having an off year, and I'm making adjustments to expectations too. Um, I think we knew he was good. But this kind of opened my eyes. And if, if you do one of those, what is it, Steamer 600s, I know Liz used to do it, and I kind of do it too, where you give everybody the same plate appearances to see, you know, bank, rank on skills. I bet Buxton had come out at the top of the list in rotisserie. It just kind of opened my eyes to just how dominant he is when he's healthy. And I don't, you know, mock, I would have done it anyway. Um, you know, one of those, especially a 12 team, give me the numbers now. And if he does get hurt, I'll deal with it later. So it kind of, it, 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 I don't know if I'll, you know, if it'll change how I think next year in some drafts. I, you know, I, I don't know. But this was a very eye-opening experience to just once again see Buxton at the top of the list. Buxton at the top of the list. Interesting. Well, yeah, it looks like Shane McClanahan, officially a, a third rounder, probably higher than that come draft season. Uh, Manoa in the fourth round, Pablo Lopez in the fourth. So you guys are only in the fifth round, but interesting stuff and follow along if, if you are interested in that. So yeah, uh, kind of get an idea of how values, how people are gauging values yeah. at this I, exact moment. The, the initial idea was, you know, is it because of the NFBC doing their second half to a second chance league. Yeah. So I wanted to do it. And then we have Greg on the, the, the Rotowire show, Jeff and I on, on Monday and he didn't talk about it. So Man, I looked, he didn't have him. Like, oh, that's interesting. So I kind of like, eh, blow it off. I didn't, I'm not going to do the draft. And I'm thinking, what do I want to do for a tow table? The heck with it. Let's have it. I wish I thought, I wish I'd done that earlier because I didn't give us much time to get done by Memorial Day. But I said, you know what? This will be fun. Social media, it'll be fun. So we, we, we rounded up 11 plus a guest. Andrew Lamont got us a guest. And uh, so we're doing fine. Nice. Well, yeah, hope everybody out there enjoys their Memorial Day and uh, be sure to get your lineup set, even if you're, you know, enjoying a day off from work. Be sure to to put in the early, work on your fantasy early, early ball, too, right? Yeah, I think so. You know, wire to wire ball on Monday. Yeah. So before we get into the two start starters for Memorial Day week, um, let's first take a quick break and we'll throw to a quick word from our Blue Wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we are back on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Clay Link here with Todd Zola, and we're going to be grading next week's two-star pitchers on a zero to five scale, as we always do. Uh, zero meaning we're completely hands-off, not starting him anywhere. Five meaning, you know, five out of five, start him everywhere. Zach Gallon, I think, reached that five level again. I, I like to reserve that five for the, the tip top of the uh, the crop for, for each week, but I think Gallon has uh, worked his way back into that very tip top. Yeah, you don't love versus Atlanta, but at least it's at home. Yeah, no, I think he's a top 10 rank. In the, in the, it'll be in my top 10 this week, yep. Now, Charlie Morton and Kyle Wright both got to go to Colorado to end next week. That kind of stinks, but, um, eesh. you know, Kyle Wright's been great. I still think with the Colorado start, I'm going to go maybe Morton 4, Wright 3. I just uh, like Colorado always just. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm actually thinking lower because just Colorado crushes. Um, I don't mind the at Ari- Arizona part for right. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go twos. I just Colorado wow. crushes and runs are being scored. Runs are picking up, so I'm being a little more, uh, a little little less liberal, a little more, con- little more conservative, as uh, at least in my ranking, not necessarily my voting. Uh, all right, I didn't say that. But anyway, well, I um, speaking of Colorado, you know who's on my S list, so to speak, right now is Chris Bryant. What the heck, man? Just returned uh, and now he's back on the IL again. Uh, I just I I mean, never drafted Chris Bryant. Then he signed with the Rockies, and I grabbed him. And, and in we a had few spots, so. and, and few people had FOMO, you know, when he first got traded for not picking him. And then I'm gonna, I know one guy that did another league just that was me, just so I could draft Chris Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a best ball, um, but I, 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 you know, I wanted to make sure I got a piece of Chris Bryant, so I, I, I think I added another best ball. Um, anyway, but um, yeah, and it, you know, we talk about you know, should we drop Mitch Haniger? I mean, you, you could have that question, that conversation about Bryant, but it's Colorado. How can you how can you drop him right now without knowing a little more information? Yeah, probably not. A drop for me yet, but man, it's so frustrating because so ready to get him back to help my outfield and one yeah, and third base too, it. right? I was, I had him in a in an Otno league. I need a third baseman, and it, mm-hmm. it thought I, you know, it didn't work out. But anyway, Tyler Wells for Baltimore. I want new no part of Boston, and I want no part of Tyler Wells. So that's a zero. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was. He, you know, uh, yeah, I was on him, and he. He let me down. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm gonna go. I'm not about no part. Uh yeah, maybe I'm gonna go. No, what you know, I am gonna go zero. I need to adjust my expectations and I'm gonna go zero. That's assuming he hasn't been all that bad in terms of run prevention, but that just feels like playing with fire. Uh Rich Hill. Now I actually think 
now they're kind of on a set like tandem situation that Hauk Tanner Hauk's the guy I'd rather have for this because he's been piggybacking Hill, right? Like pretty much every well, time out. Yeah, but Hill's been going five. Hmm. So I mean, I I I don't think I I prefer Hill. I mean, this okay. especially in these outings, Baltimore and Oakland. But you know, if uh, there's nothing wrong with with picking up Hauk if you don't like anybody else. But Hill has been going five innings, at least five. I mean, good point. Good so point. I I kind of like Hill now. Um, was watching what Ryan Yarbrough pitched last night. I don't know how one would do it, but I think you get Rich Hill and Ryan Yarbrough to play like a baseball game of horse with like, all right, uh, two seamer, uh, you know, with a, from the low, from a sidearm motion, landing low and outside, and then try to, you know, they each, they each call the pitch for because I swear they both make up pitches as they go along. They are pretty crazy. It's pretty. Like it's kind of. It looks like a dad throwing. It looks like a dad throwing. You know, throwing batting practice to his kid and kind of, you know, pissing him off by throwing a curveball. I know it's better than my dad's curveball, whatever. But or a dad's curveball. But that's it's what a guy looks like. He's up there flipping the ball up to home, and batters are flailing away. Anyway, yeah, he's got that dad strength. Now, I I gave Rich Hill a three. Would you go higher than that? Or I'm no? going a two. I'm two. going a two. Okay. Yeah. And again, I kind of like how um, it's the, to me the matchups: Baltimore and Oakland. Yeah, love that. Now, next up, we have, uh, and I don't know if I've ever seen this, but looks like the Cubs actually have three two-star pitchers next week, because they have a doubleheader Monday and then a doubleheader Saturday. So, <laughs> looks like Marcus Stroman, Drew Smiley, and Kyle Hendricks. I don't know if I can give anybody but Stroman higher than a one here. I mean, Kyle Hendricks has been a disaster. Versus Milwaukee versus St. Louis, I guess I'll give Stroman a two, Smiley a one, and Hendricks a zero. Wow, who would have thought that? I mean, I I'm kind of agree, but you know, shouldn't we be saying four for Hendricks? You know, but yeah, I mean, in years past, sure. yeah, you know, but it's just not happening. Um, I still have Hendricks ranked in the. I'm st- I, you know, I just I feel like giving a two. To, I'm going to give you know officially. I'm going to give a two to all of them. Okay. Yeah, I just I, I can't. I don't I don't want to get too. Um, what have you done for me lately? I'm going to go yeah, two, two 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 for them all. Maybe I'm too much. Maybe a prisoner that's a, of the moment. Maybe but... That could be aggressive on Smiley, but I'm still I still think there's something there. The fact that Hendricks couldn't make his layup against the Reds just uh, just that's don't scary. See that is scary. Yeah. And speaking of the Reds, Luis Castillo's got. A tough assignment to start the week at Boston. Then he's versus Washington. Uh, he looked pretty good the other day. Kind of like mid-start, he finally, finally seemed to kind of find his his rhythm. But um, still pretty scary. So I think I'm actually going to give Luis Castillo a three. I'm going to go four. Okay. I still think good pitchers pitch pretty well against good teams. And, I mean, the, the offense is like Boston. And when Toronto's on, they do hit good pitching, but I think overall, I still like the good pitchers, and maybe someone's saying, well, Castillo's not that good a pitcher, and you could have a point, but I still, I'm still going to go for. I think that's fair. I just, still coming off the injury, just not quite willing to go. Yeah, that high, but I, can, I, hear I can see it. I can see it, for sure. Now, maybe a guy who you think about picking up in leagues where he was dropped, Cal Quantrill, because he's versus Kansas City, then at Baltimore. Man, that's pretty nice. I know the K's have been low, but uh, I think I'll have Quantrill on a list or two this weekend. I'm going to give him a three. Yeah, I'm surprised if he was dropped, but um, I maybe in, in, in 12 teamers I could see it. Um, I'm going to go three as well, and it's because it, he's he's better. He's more strikeouts away from a four. But Herman Marquez got to be a zero with two home oh, starts. Man, that's uh, it's a bummer, but yes, you know James. Opened my eyes to something. I was talking to him about my main event team that I drafted in the spring, and I ended up with Marquez there. And I was just like lamenting, like, ah, I just kind of had to take him. He had kept falling. And James made the good point that no, you didn't have to take him. And, um, <laughs> and I think moving forward, I'm going to take a page out of James's book and kind of there you go eliminate parts of the player pool because you know, and you your research has shown it too. Those. Guys who slip past ADP aren't actually values a lot of the time. So what they they the winners, the champions, they are. But for the rest of the league, they're not. And of course there's a cause and effect there. But the point being, um, yeah, 
pay pay especially if you've got a little time to take a to take a deeper look. Don't always assume that if the AP is forty and you're at pick sixty one, that the guy's worth it. You know, do it yeah. do a little take even if it's even if it's in your minute at a live draft. Don't see what see what you might be missing. So for the Chicago White Sox, Michael Kopech is going to be at Toronto, then at Tampa Bay next week. Um, hard for me to really grade him here. I'm thinking four because even though Toronto um, isn't really rolling on all cylinders right now, yeah, I they're ready. They're pretty <laughs> scary. Yeah, so yep. I'm going to give him a four. Do you think that's too high, too low? My 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 preliminary has him of a five. But I'm sort of with you that I'm going to go for. Okay. And then Ronnie Garcia for the Detroit Tigers. I can't see it. I I guess maybe Tariq Skubal, too. I guess since they have a doubleheader on Tuesday. So Tariq Skubal, I think, is getting into that five mix. Maybe a four. I'm, I'm stick four, but Ronnie Garcia is zero. Oh, yeah. Ronnie Garcia is a zero. Let's see about Skubal. Um, yeah. I mean, I think he is approaching that five mix. And if it, wasn't for on the road against the Yankees. He, he, you know, there's certain matchups he would deserve it, but I'm going to go for. Yeah. At, at NYY kind of takes him out of the yeah, five mix. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Framber Valdez at Oakland at KC. That's, uh, that's what you want, as the kids say. So, um, Valdez, I think I'm going to give him five. I have him in the four range. I'm going to say four, but I'm not going to try to talk you out of a five. I hear you. That's probably more level-headed approach, but I will get him in the five mix. Now, Jonathan Heasley, I don't even know if he's going to start that game because he issued six free passes. Uh, he has a 7-13K to 13K to walk. Yes, yeah, seven strikeouts against 13 walks in 13 in the third inning, so no clue if he even starts, but uh, zero either either way. Yeah, I mean, the, I guess the question is who who, who else is available? Yeah, I guess to make those really starts, know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I haven't looked about Jackson Coar for a while and to see who else might be available, but I'm with you on a zero. Yeah, I just I was thinking maybe they turn elsewhere because I just don't see the yeah. point. But um, no two start starters for the Angels, but then for the Dodgers, Walker Bueller and Julio Urias. I know Bueller's strikeouts haven't been all that great, but still a five for me, and same with Urias. Yep, yep, they're both uh they're both if they're not top 10, they're very very close. I enjoyed watching that battle between Urias and uh, Juan Soto the other day. I think I missed that one. Fun. I missed that. They, one. Uh, yeah. they seem to be having fun with each other. Okay, so. I missed that. I've seen a lot of fun. Thing. I mean, I'm enjoying baseball right now. Mm-hmm. Um I think it, it's it, it's at a, it's at a good spot. I mean, you know, um what's um Jesus, was it Jesus Aguiar was having some fun? Yeah, no, I'm I'm enjoying uh what's the watching the games now i mean not that i didn't in april but i'm not saying that should have been out or you know i'm not saying you know that that i can't believe that one went out uh, i'm kind of enjoying the games but anyway so pablo lopez he's going to be at colorado then versus san francisco i was wondering if maybe the colorado knocks him down a peg but he's just pitched so well so i'm gonna actually keep him in the five mix here uh, i can't lopez. do that i'm gonna i'm gonna go four i can't keep him in the five Cody Poteet is zero, but yeah, I'm going to go Pablo Lopez five, but I got okay. you down as a four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Aaron Ashby, who I think in those shallower leagues will be a hot pickup this week. And then Eric Lauer has been great. So uh, at the Cubs and then versus San Diego, I think Lauer is a five, and I think I'm going to give – actually, no, I'm going to give Lauer a four and Ashby a three. Um. Yeah, I have Lauer ranked as a five. So, I, I'm you know, but it's like number 17. It's like two, three spots away, and I haven't made some adjustments yet. So I'm gonna I'm gonna match you on that. I'm gonna go Lauer four and Ashby three. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what Ashby can do with a little bit of uh, runway here in the rotation. You hate to see that with the uh, Freddie Peralta, but oh for sure. Incepts Aaron Ashby. Uh, Dylan Bundy, I mentioned I think it was James who picked him up, and you it, correct me if I'm mistaken, but you kind of alluded to you know liking him as a pickup at yeah. Detroit at Toronto. Uh, Joe Ryan, I'm going to give a four, but Dylan Bundy, I'm going to give a three. Um, I'm going to give, a, I'm going to give it, I want to say a two to Bundy. Um, 
I need to double check on the on the home. Detroit has no power. Um, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three on Bundy. What did you, Ryan was? A, you said a four. I said a four. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 not, he's back. He's okay health wise. There was didn't he have a bit of an issue? Maybe I guess he's being back to okay. Good um, question. Um, I'm gonna go. I guess four. he's on the COVID list still. Oh, that's what it was. That's right. Yeah. So assuming he's back, etc. I'm gonna go to up uh, four as well. Nice. And David Peterson for the Mets is a guy I picked up in my first come for serve league, and I'll probably look to be adding some more shares this weekend because, well, he does get the road start against the Dodgers to end the week. He's versus Washington to start. Trevor Williams is going to be at zero, but I, I'm pretty interested in Peterson. So I don't think I could put him quite on the uh, Rich Hill level, but I'm going to give David Peterson a two. Trevor Williams a zero. Um, I, yeah, you know what? I'm with you. It's the at LAD. You know, he's like, a, I, I could give him a three if it was a different matchup, but I'm with you. I'm going to go with a two. Jordan Montgomery still looking for that elusive first win. That's kind of silly given how good the uh, Yankees are, but got a tough matchup to start anyway versus the Angels. And the Angels against lefties kind of scare you, but uh, then he's versus Detroit and uh, I'm going to give him a 4 and he's a high end 4 for me Jordan Marco. I've got him in the in the 5 range. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say 5 cuz I have to drop him a lot to get him out of the 5 range from where I have him ranked. And I I am admittedly aggressive on him uh so it, it's the baseline is pretty high. I'm going to I'm going to give him a 5. I've been loving the uh the ride with Paul Blackburn so far, but do you think it could be Paul Blackburn regression week coming up versus Houston versus Boston. Uh, at least they're both at the Coliseum, but um, I'm going to give Blackburn a four just because of the matchups, but he's pitched like a five. Yeah. Now, I mean, I'm being technical and, and goofy here, but you know, for me, I don't know that it's regression. I think he's just facing good teams and the numbers could get worse naturally. For me, the regression has to do with the luck and because he's, he's in, 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 incurred some good luck. Um, you know, that is independent of the team. But will the ERA start to go in the other, in, you know, south, if you will? Yeah. Um, I got him as a three. As a three. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess it's kind of hard to sit a guy like that, but maybe in certain situations, um, you, you take what you've banked so far and you hope. Yeah. No, I can know, see you that. Down you don't risk giving a lot of it back. I can see uh, it. Kyle Gibson. Versus San Francisco versus the Angels, San Francisco just it doesn't look like a daunting lineup on paper, but they somehow score runs. So <laughs> That's what they do. Uh, Gibson's been okay, but ugh. a two is that too high? I think it might be one two. I'm going with a one. Okay, I'm um, go but one, I mean, I, I can, I can, you know, I think a two is justified. But when it came out of my mouth, it felt yeah, <laughs> it felt too high. So yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I mean. Nola needs defense. They all need defense, but so does Gibson, e- even more so than Aaron Nola and, and and Zach Wheeler. He's just lost on that team with the with the with the defense. Have you seen some of that stuff? Not really. I, what Philly's doing? I just know just, the uh, Philly defense is terrible. I mean, it's it's sometimes we say it because on you know Castellanos and Schwarber, they're not just the two of them, but the team they're just playing terrible defense. It's uh, so ugly. Anyway. Hmm. Well, that's what they knew they were getting when they brought well, in Schwarber yeah, and yeah, Castellanos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach Thompson's going to be a zero. No real need to right. spend time there. Right. Um, and again, Ronzi Contreras next weekend versus the Arizona Diamondbacks at home. Nick Martinez at St. Louis at Milwaukee. He's been pretty solid. Nothing spectacular, but um, in the whips, the whip is hurting you right now. One three six, but. Um, at St. Louis, at Milwaukee, I'm gonna give him a one. Is that too low? I just, I, I I'm giving really want... him, a, I'm giving him a two. Um, he may drop into the one range when I do my up, when I do the uh, the real update. Mm. But I'm gonna start with a two. I think San Diego does a decent job of, you know, kind of like Tampa, not hanging their pitchers out to dry. So I, th- I feel somewhat safe. That he won't get completely crushed, but sometimes it just happens. Sometimes it's just what ha- you know what it happens so quick you can't do anything about it. Yeah, 
Bob Melvin's a really good manager, by the yeah, way. Yeah. And he's he does know how to put his guys in their best position. George Kirby at Baltimore at Texas. That's a great one. Um I actually think I'm gonna go four. My initial inclination was three, but uh man, if you got him, you probably spent up for him and no way you're you're sitting him for this two stuff. No, I'm not I'm I'm gonna say three, but I'm not sitting him. No. Um, especially because you know he, he he's gone through a rough a rough patch against a couple of good teams. <laughs> so uh, I don't think I know you can I don't think you can buy low on George Kirby um right now, but you know I'm I will I will go through. I've got I mean have him in the XFL, run him out there every week. I'm you know, this is my retribution week, I hope. I gotta admit, Logan Webb's been kind of disappointing for me yeah, yeah breakouts yeah. are down 40 k's and 53 in the third innings uh so i think in light of his performance so far he's kind of lost five status for me so he's going to be a four logan Webb. i agree yeah i mean i you know been pretty vocal about waiting on pitching and he was one of my targets as my sp1 same and it didn't work you know i also would get Kevin Gaussman a lot. Sometimes they get them both together. So, you know, it's some, it's not it's not the strategy. It's who you landed on. If you landed on Kevin Gaussman, you're a genius. If you landed on Logan Webb, you're an idiot, right? Yeah, true. <laughs> well, hopefully maybe if you missed on Webb, you got a Manoa or a Verlander. Yeah, that yeah, too, yeah. To, well, not, to I, ease the I, you pain. Know, I, you, know, I, you can't get an L big enough for me from, for, for Verlander. Oh, you know, I'll, tell, I'll, I'll wear that. You know, I'll wear that. Well, hey, history did did it influence your decision there? Yeah, History yeah. told us that it wasn't going to happen, but Verlander has a uh, bucked history this year. Uh, Jacob Junis, by the way, for, for San Francisco, he's been pitching pretty well at Philadelphia though, at Miami. Uh, I could see myself maybe picking up Junis this week. I'm, I'm yeah. going with two. Um, I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's probably right. Uh, Jake Woodford, we have penciled in. I guess he was called up yesterday. So, oh yeah, Aaron uh, Jordan Hicks to the IL. So, yeah, there is an opening there. They already have Libertor in there. Woodford. Hmm. Let me just look at his like game log. Right, I'd, I'd be I'd be curious to know. Yeah, is he? How, are we expecting three, four, five? What are we expecting? Well, it looks like his latest outing was May twenty fourth. Against Iowa down in the majors or in the minors. He only went three innings there. May 18th, he only went three innings in the minors. At the big league level, he hasn't gone more than three and a third innings. So, yeah, he's going to be a zero. He's a zero. Yeah. Kind of a glorified bullpen game. Uh, Jake Woodford, zero. Uh, and then Adam Wainwright, two for that team. I think he's probably a four, just not in that five mix. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll go there. Yeah, I'll go there. I, mean, I thought it was really cool where, you know, not that wins are wins. What, you know, silly stat. I don't care. I think it was really cool that when he and Yachty set the most number of wins as a battery, I thought that was kind of cool. You know, I respect history. And so I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, so I, I thought that was cool. Begrudgingly, as a Reds fan, I'll admit it. All right. Uh, Drew Rasmussen. <laughs> Ryan Yarbrough. I actually saw a little bit of that Yarbrough start the other day. That was a that was a pitcher's duel. That was him and like Nestor Cortez, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was yeah. that was crazy. They're both dialing in, and Rasmussen's been one of the the great found money pieces on the yep. pitching. Well, side. I mean, I guess you paid up a little bit for him. I, well, I don't say found. I mean, there were. I mean, I, I happen to be one, and then um, I think that there he had his. Um, Proponents in the in yeah, draft season yeah, for sure, but he still was relatively cheap at the end. Of right, the, yes, mid absolutely. to end. Of absolutely, draft. absolutely. Um, so I'm going to give him a four. And Rory Nobro, given the matchups, I mean, t- the White Sox are pretty brutal right now. Uh, I'm going to give Yarbrough a two. I think. Um, I got him in that that borderline. I'm going to match you. Yeah, I'll, I'll. Yeah, White Sox are not are not daunting, and it's in trap. So yeah, I'll, I, I yeah, two two's two's good. Martin Perez feels like one of the biggest traps out there right now, but he just keeps getting it done. I don't know how, but am I kind of like weighing the long track record too heavily? Like when do you when do you kind of have to pivot a little bit on a guy like Martin Perez? I, well, I I wrote about him in this week's Z Files, which is not up 
as we speak, but hopefully will be up fairly soon. Uh, the, the, the focus of the piece was pitchers whose baseline I'm adjusting um, specifically for the rest of season rankings. And where I landed with Martin Perez was, all right, zero homers in over 50 innings now, fluke, et cetera. But I think once his homers settle, they may be a little bit he may be he may be benefiting from the ball. So I think to me the adjustment was keep everything else the same, drop the homer expectation a bit, and let and let the everything else play out. The thing about that though is you, you're gonna drop the homer expectation for you know a number of pitchers, but even so, um, that's what I ended up doing. So I do agree that it is a complete and utter trap, but you know, we've thought that for three three weeks now. Mm-hmm. And if you kept with him, you know, as I'm writing this piece, I, I waited to write him up last night because he was pitching. And he's like, Oh, geez, he's gonna crater right now. We're gonna have to delete this paragraph, whatever. No, he didn't. So um just devil magic, I guess. He's you know what what it is with me now is at the point where whereas before he's an unequivocal zero, I'm not giving him a zero right now. Yeah, I, I penciled him for a one. Is that where you're at? Yeah, I'm gonna go two. Oh, okay. Um that's kinda that's kinda where I'm at with before I would just laugh it off. I'm giving him a two because if he isn't giving up homers, then he can be effective. Hmm. Yes. Well, well put. Now, Glenn Otto actually had a pretty good outing his last time out against the Angels. Struck out seven, only allowed one earned run over five. And I know Glenn Otto is kind of an Alex Chamberlain guy, or at least he popped up favorably on his pitch leaderboard at some point. Uh, I can't really trust him. So I, yeah, I could see maybe picking him up, but I don't know about starting him for this. So I'm going to actually go zero on Otto. I'm going to go with a one. Yeah. I'm not loving it. I'm going to go one, two. I'm going to go with a one. I can see there are scenarios where I would use it. Yeah, I could see you maybe in like my, in like a well, fifteen team yeah. or being desperate. T- enough. Tampa doesn't. Tampa doesn't scare me. They're they're striking out a ton. Excuse me, they're striking out a ton. Yeah, glad to see a Rosarena picking it up a little bit. But yeah, the yeah the Rays aren't clicking on all cylinders. A uh, Galsman's a five. Oh yeah, that marked again. These uh, well, I didn't mention it on this show yet. But these show notes will be included with the podcast, so all of our grades will be right there. If you want to just look at them there. And uh, confirm, and then Eric Fetty and Patrick Corbin. Patrick Corbin of the one and seven record and six thirty ERA. Uh, Corbin's zero. Fetty at the Mets at Cincinnati may be worth consideration to deep league. Maybe I'll give Fetty a one, but Patrick Corbin's totally, you know, unusable at this point. I almost want to say two for Fetty. Um, I need to check the strikeouts. Because in my mind, he's going to like a sneaky strikeout pitcher. All right, I'm going to say one, um, but it, it, it may be a two on the rankings. We'll see. Well, busy week next week. Uh, good luck in your fantasy baseball league. Still a long way to go, though. So, uh, yeah, keep grinding. We'll review these two-star pitcher scores for the week of May 30th, 2022. Zach Gallon of five. Charlie Morton, I say four, Todd, two. Kyle Wright, I say three, Todd, two. Tyler Wells, zero. Rich Hill, I say three, Todd, two. Marcus Stroman, two. Drew Smiley, I say one, Todd, two. Kyle Hendricks, I got him as a zero. Todd says two. Luis Castillo, I say three, Todd, four. Cal Quantrill, three. Herman Marquez, zero. Michael Kopech, four. Tariq Skubal, four. Ronnie Garcia, zero. Fromber Valdez, I say five, Todd, four. Jonathan Heasley, zero. Walker Bueller, five. Julio Urias, five. Pablo Lopez, I say five. Todd, four. Cody Poteet, zero. Eric Lauer, four. Aaron Ashby, three. Joe Ryan, four. Dylan Bundy, I say three. Todd, two. David Peterson, two. Trevor Williams, zero. Jordan Montgomery, I say four. Todd, five. Paul Blackburn, I say four. Todd, three. Kyle Gibson, one. Zach Thompson, zero. Nick Martinez, I say one. Todd, two. George Kirby, I say four. Todd, three. Logan Webb, four. Jake Junis, two. Jake Woodford, zero. 
Adam Wainwright, four. Drew Rasmussen, four. Ryan Yarbrough, two. Martin Perez, I say one, Todd, two. Glenn Otto, one. Kevin Gaussman, five. Patrick Corbin, zero. And finally, Eric Fetty, one. Long list this week and busy, as you said. Anything else on your mind today, Todd, before we sign off? Not that I, you know, I, I think I may have met, I meant to say four for Hill. I was probably doing that two and four reverse in my head. Oh, I gotcha. I can, but, but, I can change let, that for the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Four, four for Hill. But anyway, no, I just want to, uh, I didn't get the URL, but if you follow me on Twitter, uh, check out the Memorial Day mock that we are doing. We've got uh, Peter Kreutzer, Howard Bender's in it, Perry Van Hook, Tim McLeod, Joe Sheehan, Andrew Lamont, Shelly, Shelly Verstrate. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. That's how it's all right. Just, I should have first rate, that. first rate, first rate. Oh, there. Oh, talk about, yeah, that's perfect. Uh, yeah. Justin Mason, Scott Pianowski, and Steve Gardner uh, are, are doing this mock with us. And it, you know, it's, it's kind of fun. So it's an all star um, crew. Yeah. Well, Tout War, you know, any, yeah. pick any 12 from Tout and it'll be all star crew. Uh, so, you know, we're not playing it out, but check it out. Uh, on my t- I'll link it on my, on, on my Twitter page. And, um, I think we're gonna have Joe Joe Sheehan on the show tomorrow uh, Sunday to talk about, it. and Jeff and I are gonna have uh, Emmy Award winning Alex Fast on our show Sunday. Oh wow, yeah, I saw you won an Emmy. That's so awesome. That dude is uber talented. Well, we gave him, we had him. We gave him the rub, right? Oh yeah, we had him. We, on we, we had him on when he was nothing, when he was a nobody. So I mean, we gave him the rub on the Saturday uh, Saturday. Um, it'll be network radio show. Yeah. So I think Jeff and I need a bit of a rub from Alex on Sunday. Is what yeah, we're it's time for him to pay it for. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look up at the lights. <laughs> to, to use a wrestling term. Anyway. All right, Todd. Well, great talking to you, man. And thank you all for being with us. Enjoy the long uh, weekend and good luck next week. Talk to you soon on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. The headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-Month Emergency Food Kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com